0: Okay, so yeah. This is the Hearing Colors. (laughs) What's happening everyone? It's the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds Podcast. This is V. I've been trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to say that was completely different. I had a guest star on the last podcast which was amazing and awesome at the same time. And she said I was a great actor, and I was like, yo, yo, dead that, dead that. I I don't act, I don't practice anything I say. This is all off the top of the dome. Yeah. But hopefully my listeners are all good, and hopefully you guys hit the subscribe button. I appreciate the likes and all of the, well, I can't even say likes. I just want to say that the, the listens. Uh. I expect nothing from just my peers, and I work for myself when it comes independently to creating art, so this is just a nerd expressing his right of creative process, and I, I constantly say this, and if anyone was to surmise and look into why I have a podcast or what it was that I was doing... I generally tell them that I was generally nerding around and writing my own book. And telling people about it, so yeah. (laughs) So it's a long process and the writing process for me comes with a lot of journeys and I love each and every part. To others who don't usually write the way that I do and go about it Ernest Hemingway like that's cool that's okay that is your own prerogative and your own way of how to create certain things like I was saying I usually have a notepad or I usually take down notes and I would Categorize it in some way shape or form so that I could come back and That's generally how I'm explaining the story to you now is that I've Rolodexed or Categorized something as far as the story so that I could come back to it later and then meticulously add on to it or peruse something and change it the thing with me though is that it comes with the added bonus and I took note of this there are many many ways of doing things and obviously there is no right or wrong way when it comes to being an artist, but when you're writing or when you're creating a concept or when you're coming up with something, you generally have to or want to have it in your head first and then write it down on paper. But there are many people and many savant, I don't even know what you even call them, rain men such as Jay-Z or Lil Wayne or other people who remember complete anthologies in their head or can come up with a complete anthology in their head uh, just off of what? Thinking of something, experiencing something throughout the day and it just being one part. And if you ask that person, like, hey, can you go down uh, three stanzas and repeat that and then start again? And they can remember where they left off and very meticulously go back and and say that to someone and i consider that a gift i consider that something that i took to note by looking at these people on what would you call I, i wouldn't call it social media back then but yeah social media slash television i always thought it was an inventive thing for even rappers to remember songs or albums 16 bars and spit it versus spitting something else or freestyle every time they hear a beat and obviously if you've done it something repetition and doing something over 27 times and making it an affirmation in the mind and and creating that what would you call curve or etched it in your head or in your mind then it, it becomes more synonymous with how you go about creating And for me, I I never really generally started that until recently, probably like 2013 or 2014 is when I got into the daily practice of doing something like that. And needless to say, all my ideas and all the stories, all of the writings, all of the words, uh, it is not lost when it comes to eating of the material. I can always easily go back and peruse something that I was thinking of and that comes with even thinking of new things and I, I constantly love the, the concept of this point of creation there is no point of boredom or there is no point of what would you call stagnation because it constantly revolves around me and my attention towards just that, with the intent to create something new, it inevitably burgeons into another episode of such and such. If I was to look into a television series that was like my favorite, and I'd be like, yo, man, I wish Young Justice was on again. Oh, man, Young Justice. And then, like, I turn on Netflix or something like this, and it's a new episode added. That's generally the best analogy I can give to someone as far as how my writing comes. And it's not just something ready-made and it's already there. It's kind of like me etching away at the story and then finding things that jump out at me so that I can go back and I'll be like, yo, wait, what? Oh, and then go back to it later, add some more texture, add some more plot devices, add some more, you know, just different things to spice up the memory, and then I'll leave it there and then come back to it later. A prime example of this would be the giant pit and the, the city that lived within. It's generally a from the first book, and I wanted to create different worlds, but when you think of certain things like this, the concept of and the sheer possibility of something like that just leaves an endless amount of room or a spectrumless room to go about a- and describing said story. The third book, I wanted to include different characters, though. I wanted to involve a different setting, and I did so, but it was completely shorter. I had the intention, honestly, truly... and I'm remembering this now, that I wanted to create a, a, a split, so the third and fourth book split. And obviously I wanted that one to just be that part, and then I released another one in 2019, 2020, and 2021, 2022. And so subsequently, I released the audiobook last year, which was 2021 and 2020, so I was working on that. Versus the fourth book, which was supposed to release uh, in the past two two years or eight year or something like this, I, I attributed it to that. But I was still meticulously going through my mind and categorizing all these things, looking at all these movies and experiences, and then too looking at what was happening happening in life. One of the things that was of note is that obviously it's it's not other than public knowledge of what happens and for an artist to experience these things like I started the book in what 2015 yes and so 2016 2017 2018 2019 2020 and all up into that period life had been many many colorful things and juxtaposed imaginative imaginative things that I was thinking of. But when 2020 came around, I was like, whoa, that's completely different. That's, wow. And, and so it gave me more time to creatively come up with this project that you're listening to now. And I attributed it once again to me releasing a different version of my book. But I still needed to release the fourth book. So that's what I'm doing now, and that's pretty much the gist of the story, and I've been doing so 2021 and releasing more daily, which is really, really cool. You guys, hey, 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 you like this material, you tell someone about it. You be like, yo, your podcast is funny. They drop a lot of facts and stuff, but I just got this random guy on Spotify or whatever podcast and the kids he's he's on to something. The kids he's doing something. I don't know what it is. It, even if he guest stars on somebody's podcast I'm pretty sure he'll be spouting sweet nothings of nerd knowledge or nerd nonsense without looking at his phone or Google. I, I pretty much attribute him and the way he talks about stuff because he smokes weed. So I guess that's some kind of not leverage but some uh, what would you call a, uh... <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> just let someone know about the podcast and um, I- I'll regularly update more. I have to get into this rhythm of doing so, so that it- it's an older story and then a new story. But I-, I think I would do that next month and then get into it a little bit differently so that I can generally. So, when understandably thinking of the next part of the series, I I just want to wheel it out and bring some older, new updates to what I was working on, and then give some Easter eggs as to what's going to happen in the fourth book without spoiling it. It's big, 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 big on not spoiling great, great, great stories. So... Back into it, I I was thinking the other day, and and I'm thinking of the concepts of what I wanted my second book or the first book and the stories and how to tie in. It's a weird thing because I have the, the world of Celestial, but there are no set names. And so when looking into the names, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well this is just one setting that's another setting and that's another setting and I want all of these settings to be tied in some way Uh, say for instance if one character was to travel to one place to the next and then how that would correlate into uh, a journey or giving some topography of the land instead of me just being like oh that existed that existed that existed and that existed (laughs) I wanted to have some sense of continuity That that's pretty much where I was at that basis of so with the story of the giant pit and the floating houses and to show others and in no way shape or form is this a writer's workshop actually it could be but you gotta be an esteemed writer and I don't know, New York Times bestseller and a couple movies and TV shows or something like that for that. But when I was looking at that part of the story, I looked at the setting. The sheer scape of a a place of a giant pit would obviously scale quite larger than the Great Barrier Reef. And the sheer scape and scope of something to fit a house with parameters into well over the thousands and for something of that weight and to have something being lifted like that uh, continuously and to have other things of an insane amount of height to be continuously uh, lifted had to be something that was of of a giant celestial type of of mentality, something energetically uh, wind lift. And I was looking, oh, fun fact, I was looking up a YouTube video the other day, which was insane. Jet fuels and jet engines. I'm going to watch that video again because I was amazed. But anyway, you look into it and how the the setting is. And so then I envision, okay, a rocky terrain around the entire um, side of whatever it is. That they, they consider the pit, but that's the edge of it. But I was thinking, I'm like, yo, if that's the edge, then it could obviously be something else too. And and I wanted it to be very, what would you call? Alfred Hitchcock Rod Serling like. And I mentioned these two authors because they are prolific thriller-based gentlemen. They are so 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 smart with developing suspense developing a sense of how someone views something colors sounds and smells and guides you on this journey and knowingly knows how to guide you on said journey without any discrepancies without any it, it, he basically is leading you almost through like this this maze to a a general location to understand something and so i wanted to do that but differently And so I edged people in by knowing or knowingly telling them about this woman and man who woke up in this mansion. And so the mansion is fine because I give the whole basic descriptions of just basic that it's a mansion or it's decadent and that it had colors and that there were curtains, there were certain things that were there. But nothing more, not even the the staircase, not even the coloration, or if there was light outside, or if there was light in the mansion to begin with. There was some semblance of light, and you have to have it, because it's not just a giant pit of just complete darkness. The the remnants of light, or the filaments, were outside of the building. And so this was, I want to say... You could see it from the windows, but it was almost luminescent. And if you're familiar with luminescence, you could look at certain stones and certain, obviously, geodes underneath the ground that give off a a sense of glow-in-the-dark type of aspect. Nerd alert, nerd alert, nerd, nerd alert. Okay? that This is complete nerd talk. (laughs) So, basically... It gives off this, this this type of luminescence that lights up almost like Aurora Borealis, uh, very meandering-like throughout the entire village. And the village, if you're looking into a village, okay, so maybe if you have like an idea of what a village looks like, if you've gone to the different countries, and it could be a block, I don't know, Probably a mile. A mile stretch. (laughs) Well, this giant pit is not the quote-unquote mile stretch. It is insanely large. I almost, like, a Great Barrier Reef is probably a few thousand miles. I almost want to say this pit is probably like, hmm. To like give this a setting or some, some continuity basis, I almost want to say it's like a hundred thousand miles, or maybe a a a, a giant, uh, almost the size of a country, as far as the the, the general uh, weight and, and sense of it. The continuity of everything else of the story uh, correlates from that, and so uh, I'll be adding on. And no, this is not one of those settings podcasts. Uh you'll see in the next one and, and I'll up this one updated today on why t- I said this story because I'm I'm giving you a tidbit of what's gonna happen into the fourth book. And that's an interestingly cool part too to see how a writer uh continues a story or moves something along and then generally has it uh develop into something else. Something that you probably never would have even considered. So yeah. That's what I'll be working on. Oh, ooh, ooh, fun fact, too. So, when you look into the Giant Pit story and you look into Rococo, which is one of the character's names, the other character doesn't remember his name, but he remembers her. And so the general happenstance of them or this unlikely pair knowing one another uh, comes into this very suspense-like, aspect because they're in a village that they don't know anything about or if anyone else is there and then what happened to all the other people so even if they didn't even know anything and they forgot all of their memories they still don't know where they are and so I'll continue on the next one and tell you about how the journey continues and it's generally wait 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 I say generally, but, okay, it's just a funny story that I'm going to twist in there from them knowing one another. And I love that aspect. So, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Woo! Woo! Thank you guys so much, and I appreciate it. And I look forward to updating you on the next one. Hey, thank you so much for everyone else keying in at the same time. I appreciate you guys. And this is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Peace, peace.